0: chapter twelve of dr luttrell's first patient by rosa Nouchet Carey. this librivox recording is in the public domain greta for i am the only one of my friends that i can rely on apollodamus olivia set out in good spirits to pay her call the next afternoon it was a clear frosty day sunless and excessively cold but olivia felt a certain exhilaration in the ring of the horses hoofs on the hard road and the brisk exercise brought such a glow to her face that more than one passer-by looked at her approvingly there are no cosmetiques so beneficial as good health happiness and an easy conscience olivia who had never been handsome looked so fresh and comely that many a languid beauty might have envied her brunswick place was considered rather a desirable spot it was quiet and retired and the houses were well built and substantial looking they were chiefly inhabited by solicitors in good practice and retired army men who had private means of their own the very air was redolent of respectability and prosperity no one with a small income would have thought of settling down in brunswick place the man-servant who admitted olivia ushered her into a large handsomely furnished drawing-room with the conservatory opening out of it and the next moment miss williams joined her to her great surprise olivia recognized her at once she was the tall girl in brown that she had so often noticed in church who was always alone and who looked so sad yes it was the same tired-looking young face she was certain of it i am sure i have often seen you she said as they shook hands and miss williams smiled i was just thinking the same of you you attend st matthews do you not i have seen you with dr luttrell please sit down no not that chair come a little closer to the fire it is so bitterly cold and here she shivered a little i do not mind the cold as much as some people replied olivia sturdily i am very strong and take plenty of exercise perhaps you have not been out it is so difficult to keep warm indoors no i have not been out returned miss williams and then she looked at olivia it is very kind of you to come and see me mrs she spoke slowly almost deliberately but her voice was pleasant in her light tweed she looked even taller than olivia had thought her and very thin in spite of her pale complexion and want of animation miss williams had some claims to good looks she had soft grey eyes with remarkably long lashes and the coils of fair hair set off a finely shaped head my husband thought that you seemed rather lonely returned olivia in her usual straightforward fashion then a faint colour rose to miss williams's face yes it was so kind of him to propose it and i was very grateful i suppose he told you that i had no friends no one i mean that i could ask to come in and sit with me a little i know the next-door people slightly we call at intervals and they have invited me to a party but i have never got beyond that it has been difficult for me to make friends i am rather shy and here she broke off rather awkwardly i think i know what you mean replied olivia when one is in trouble one wants real friends not chance acquaintances and if one has not made them just so that is precisely my case circumstances have been to blame for i think i am sociable by nature dr luttrell was very quick he understood at once and he said it was not good for me to be so much alone oh he was such a comfort to me even the first moment he did not seem like a stranger i felt before half an hour was over that i could trust him implicitly and when he suggested yesterday that you should come and cheer me up i said yes at once i was very glad to come replied olivia quickly like yourself i have no friends here with the exception of another patient of my husband's an old gentleman who lives opposite to us so i hope you will let me be of some use to you you know after a moment's hesitation dr luttrell is not one to talk about his patients but he told me a little about your trouble so i imagined and of course it makes it easier for me and here miss williams's lips trembled slightly you could not help me or be any comfort without knowing a little oh mrs luttrell is it not dreadful my poor father and such a good father too he is just killing himself i know that and you are all alone yes since my mother died things were bad enough then but they have been worse since she used to be able to influence him and keep him straight but he will not listen to me have you had this to bear long and olivia looked at her pityingly what a life for a young sensitive girl for some years ever since dacre my brother died it was a boating accident and they brought him home quite dead We thought it was the shock, but Dr. Bevan, who attended him, then told us that it was due also to hereditary disease. We dared not send for Dr. Bevan the other night, though he understood him so thoroughly and was so kind. My father had quarrelled with him, but Dr. Luttrell saw him yesterday, and they had a long talk. My husband always speaks so highly of Dr. Bevan. Yes, and I liked him so much he was such a comfort to me when poor mother died and i shall always be grateful to him but i dared not run the risk of exciting my father he is a little better to-day dr luttrell says so but of course he is coming again to-night we have a good nurse so things are more hopeful but i shall have to get rid of our man he is no use dr luttrell says i must have someone older and more reliable who can help in an emergency roberts is far too young to be any real good olivia listened and assented she was quick-witted enough to see that it would be better to let miss williams talk and unburden herself a little the girl in spite of a naturally shy temperament seemed ready to open her heart to her perhaps olivia's winning personality had already won her human nature is so strangely constituted the laws of attraction and repulsion are so unaccountable some natures seem magnetic they attract and draw us almost without our own volition with others we make no way months and years of intercourse will not bind us more closely we are not on the same plane olivia's sympathetic manner the pitying kindness in her eyes appealed strongly to greta williams the lonely girl isolated by the worst curse that can affect humanity grievous hereditary vice the innocent scapegoat of another's sin alas how many homes even in our favoured land are desolated as well as desecrated from this one cause what piteous waste of sweet young life crushed under unnatural burdens the sin of england we say the shameful curse of diseased self-indulgence greta williams seemed patient by nature though it was a relief to talk openly to another woman she did not complain in spite of her father's faults he was evidently very dear to her it is a disease a madness she said once but it would never do to have young people here one could not be sure and for his sake it is better not and in these few words there lay a world of tragedy to love and yet not to be sure that the object of our love will not disgrace us what misery to a refined and sensitive nature to have to blush and grow pale from very shame and terror to stretch out a helping hand to some dear one who has sunk too low to reach it ah only one the all-merciful can rightly gauge the anguish of such a sorrow no wonder greta williams looked so worn and pale and that her eyes had grown sad he is worse than he has ever been she whispered presently dr luttrell does not tell me but i know he was alarmed for him that night he has been so much better lately she went on with a little sob in her throat i felt almost comfortable not quite comfortable you know because it never really lasted but he liked me to read to him and we played chess but now her voice dropped into weariness i shall never feel quite easy again olivia had long ago outstayed an ordinary conventional visit but marcus had sent her for a purpose she was to try and cheer and if possible comfort this poor girl so when greta rang for tea she simply stayed on and towards the end of her visit she thought her young hostess looked a shade brighter you will come and see me she said when she rose to take leave but miss williams hesitated will you forgive me if i do not return your call just now i simply dare not leave the house you understand do you not mrs luttrell but if you would be so very kind as to come again most certainly i will come again did you think that i should not but dear miss williams you must not shut yourself up too closely or your health will suffer but greta only smiled faintly at this i shall tell dr luttrell that you have done me good she said pressing olivia's hand how strange it seems there is no cure for such a trouble as mine and yet telling you about it has seemed to make it more bearable oh please come again soon very soon and of course olivia readily promised this it was rather a disappointment on her return to find marcus had been in for tea and had gone out again robert barton who was reading by the fire said that he would not be back for an hour or two have you had a pleasant afternoon mrs luttrell he asked putting down his book and trying to stifle a yawn but though olivia replied in the affirmative she did not vouchsafe any information about her visit when marcus returned two hours later he found their guest had betaken himself to bed and olivia was able to give him a graphic account of her afternoon i am very much interested in miss williams she observed presently fancy her turning out to be the very tall girl in brown at st matthews did your ears burn just now livy observed marcus mischievously i am glad to find some one appreciates my wife properly you seem to have got on like a house on fire well you will be doing good work there she said you were rather alarmed about her father that first night did she i never said so he returned dryly in some cases it is best to reserve one's opinion but of course at mr williams's age it is a grave matter then he drew his chair closer to the fire life's an awful muddle livy as that man said in hard times fancy the loneliness of a young creature like that why she cannot be more than two or three-and-twenty and and her lawful protector drinking himself to death olivia shuddered her own young life had been anxious and hard-working but compared with greta williams it had been strewn with roses could any parents have been more honoured than hers had been and then had she not always had aunt madge's wise counsel and sympathy to aid her and lastly had not the sunshine of a happy love glorified it but miss williams apparently had none of these things not more than others i deserve but god has given me more she thought with a swelling heart as she made her thanksgiving that night in spite of outside weather there was plenty of life and movement in the corner house at galveston terrace the next day mr barton began his sketch of dot and he soon became so absorbed in it that he seemed to forget his weakness and lassitude olivia watched the progress of the picture with intense delight and carried a favourable report of it on her next visit to galveston house it is a striking likeness of my little girl she said even my husband who is not easy to please in such matters allows that he owned yesterday that mr barton is certainly a good artist and understands his business i like to watch him he looks so happy when he is painting as though he has forgotten all his troubles he is staying with us a day or two longer on account of the picture but he will certainly leave us on thursday mr gaythorne did not answer he seemed to be considering something at last he said rather abruptly yes dr luttrell has been telling me what a clever fellow he seems and i think i shall get him to do a little job for me that picture i bought at stangrove's wants touching up it has been injured i knew that when i bought it but it was so slight that it did not matter and i meant to get it put to rights if i send it over to-morrow or the next day do you think mr barton will undertake the job it will only take him an hour or two he will gladly do so i am sure of that is it the picture that my husband admired so much yes the prodigal son i bought it that day i sprained my ankle very well mrs luttrell it shall be sent to your house End of chapter 12.